Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 271. We were huddled up under a tent as the rain fell outside, and I sat in front of a group of 20 women at my mastermind retreat last fall. One of the girls point blank asked me, isn't blogging dead? Now, this wasn't the first time I had heard this question or led this discussion. Honestly, over the years, I feel like I only hear this question more. The questions continued. If most people listen to your podcast on iTunes and your biggest following is on Instagram, what's the point in blogging every week? Is it even worth the time? Now, as a girl who started this entire business simply by launching a free WordPress blog over eight years ago, it's safe to say that I'm kind of hooked on blogging and I get a little defensive over it because it was my baby for all of these years. So I'm wondering... Have you ever questioned if blogging is even relevant anymore? Or are you just starting a business and you're wondering if starting a blog is where your focus should be? Or maybe you're thinking, I'm too late. Blogging is over. I missed my chance. Chances are the answer is that blogging is still relevant. And today's episode, I'm going to walk you through why. The good news is, is that you're not alone in wondering these things. And today I'm going to share why blogging can have a place in your business and why it potentially should be a priority in your business. I'll walk you through how to get started, how to actually make money blogging, and what goes into writing the perfect blog post that will benefit your business for years to come. Let's go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is brought to you by my favorite all-natural skincare, Primally Pure. I started using Primally Pure skincare and natural deodorant a year ago when my fertility doctor challenged me to clean up the products I used, and I am hooked. Head to jennacutcher.com slash primallypure to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 10%. That's jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, Gold Diggers. 
Did you know that I have created beautiful templates, resources, and presets that you can own? Shop Jenna Kutcher is filled with all kinds of tools to make running your business even easier. Head to shopjennacutcher.com and use the code Gold Digger to save 20% off your first digital purchase. That's shopjennacutcher.com. I just pulled up my blog to check and I've published 1,376 posts to date. That's 172 blog posts each and every year for the last eight years, which means I'm essentially hitting publish every other day for eight years straight. That's a lot of content. In fact, I used to blog every single weekday and I never missed a day for years, like ever. Let's just say I don't exactly do that anymore, but it served me well and it became a part of my business and brand and routine and something that I personally stuck to no matter what. Like, talk about consistency. Now, we've recently restructured how I approach blogging. So now I focus on quality over quantity and posts that aren't super time sensitive, but will live on long beyond the published date and content that isn't irrelevant a week after it's shared. Blogging is alive and well, my friend. It's just grown up with our generation. And with that, we have to adapt. So if you're not willing to be resilient and adaptable in pursuit of your dreams, then I hate to say it, but perhaps entrepreneur life isn't for you. Now, at the end of the day, I have over half a million people visit my blog each and every single month. That's 500,000 eyes being exposed to me, my content, and my site. So my short answer? No, blogging is absolutely not dead, not in the least. It may look very different than it did when I started eight years ago, which is what I'll walk you through today. But as with anything in this online marketing world, we have to be able to adapt and change. And if I know anything about you, you are up for a challenge. So first, let's walk through why blogging is still a priority in my business. Remember how I told you that I literally launched my entire business with nothing more than a blog? Yeah, she's like an old friend at this point, but I have never gone more than three days without posting, not once in eight years. So here's why blogging matters. Number one, the content lives on longer. So instead of thinking of my blog as a journal where the posts are read and then forgotten or each builds off the last, I think of each and every post as an opportunity to attract new people to my site that may be interested in a very specific topic. Then I can serve them up great content and ultimately invite them to go deeper with me and my brand. Maybe it's my how to start an Airbnb post or a post about my capsule wardrobe that attracted someone to my site initially. Perhaps they were searching on how to set up Google Analytics or what apps I use to grow my Instagram. It's possible they found me when they were searching about how to write a better bio or Google to find a free resource on how to price their services. Because I have over a thousand posts that took years upon years to write, I have very specific topics to offer my audience and attract them, whether it's through a pin on Pinterest, SEO, search engine optimization, a Facebook post, or guest post. I recently checked out my top 10 all-time blog posts. Some of them were all the way back from 2015. That means work that I did four years ago is still attracting new people to my site each and every day. Like to me, it tells me 100% blogging is alive and well. Now, next, you have more control over the user experience. Besides attracting this new audience to your site with your specific content, once they're there, you're able to better control their experience than anywhere else online. What journey do you want the readers to take? What do you want them to feel as they visit your site? How do you want them to connect with you beyond the posts that they're currently reading? 
These are all things that are in your control on your blog that you can't control on social media. I always teach that social media, it should be the handshake, that introduction. And then the real invitation is where I invite people to land on my corner of the web, like to my blog or my website, where we have the opportunity to go deeper and to continue that conversation. Now, I don't have to worry about pesky algorithms not getting my work seen or the reader getting distracted by other things vying for their attention. I get to be in charge of that user experience and how someone interacts with me and my brand. Three, okay, the content lives long and you have more control over the experience for the user. But lastly, it provides invaluable data to direct your priorities. Now, you know, I am a numbers girl. I love numbers because they give me certainty and they help guide me in business decisions. And one of the best ways I decide what my audience wants from me is by looking at what posts they are clicking on the most. What excites them? Which ones are they reading? What are they needing more of? Like every single month, I pull my top posts and I see how I can serve up content in a new way, how I can build on previous popular content, how I can share posts that attract more people to my page and how I can continue to give people more on the topics that they are most interested in. I dig into that data, like what were the most popular topics? How can I create more of that type of material? Do I see any trends that would offer insights into future podcast episodes or products or services or courses or free content that I should create? This information helps me serve my target audience even better with concrete data to back it up. That's just simply not possible with social media these days because the algorithms are impacting what's being seen and what's being engaged with. So we actually have control here and I love having that control. So in case you're listening to this episode and you're just starting out and you don't have a blog yet, or perhaps maybe you had one, but you haven't posted in a while, here are the exact steps I would take today if I was just starting out with a blog, the first step, choose your platform. Popular blogging platforms to choose from include WordPress, Wix, Squarespace, Blogger, Tumblr. Here are the things that I want for you to think about when making this decision, if it's one that you have to make. How easy is it to set up? Is there a big learning curve? Would the setup need to be outsourced? Where do you want to take your blog in the future? And does the platform have the functionality to support that? Like, Sometimes you have to note that it can be difficult to transfer a blog, so it's best to really weigh these things now and make the best choice for your business. Now, my personal recommendation is WordPress. I started with the free version of WordPress, and it's the most common option for those starting with a blog. I know initially it can be a little bit tricky, but I still think it's the most user-friendly, and it integrates well with other platforms that you might use like Shopify or if you have a site through ShowIt like me. If you have dreams of creating a membership site, a forum, or an online store, it offers these features. There are over 50,000 free plugins that make so many things on WordPress more simple. You can quickly add extras like SEO tools, pop-ups, contact forms, galleries, and so much more. And for the design piece, there are actually free templates to choose from for the design of your blog. And there are also templates that you can buy from designers that work seamlessly with WordPress. My favorite, of course, is my personal web designer, The Tonic Site Shop. You can check them out and save on a template at jennacutcher.com slash tonic. Now, there are a few negatives. Like I said, it's a bit of a learning curve and you have to complete your own backup of your blog. 
But I found that they have these amazing help guides. They're extremely helpful. And because it's the most used platform, that means there's a ton of information out there on anything you may want to do or need guidance on. I don't have any personal experience from any of the other blogging sites, but from the feedback of my course students, I can tell you that they're generally happy with their Squarespace blogs and that Wix is free and easy to set up. However, very limited when it comes to connecting third-party apps and making design changes once it's all set up. So, I mean, you can literally start your blog on anything. I personally use WordPress, but I just encourage you to start blogging. The next thing that you can deal with are called plugins. And maybe you're wondering what a plugin is. No, don't worry. I Googled that for you. A plugin is a piece of software containing a group of functions that can be added to a WordPress site. They extend the functionality and add new features to your WordPress blog. So if you go with a WordPress blog, you'll want to get some plugins installed right off the bat. To add them, simply go to the plugins tab of your WordPress site and you can click add new. And I just want to quick run through some of the plugins that I advise you to get. But if you want more info on this, head to today's blog post at jennacutcherblog.com slash yblog. That's jennacutcherblog.com slash yblog. And I'll walk you through all of this more in depth. So the plugins that I recommend include SEO by Yoast, Optin Monster, Monster Analytics, You can also connect it to your email service provider. You can insert headers and footers. There's all kinds of things. I was going to run through them all in this podcast, but I thought it might be smarter to just loop them into today's show notes. So again, that's at jennacutcherblog.com slash yblog. Now, number three is your content calendar. So let's say you've got your blog platform. You've worked through the design. Maybe you got the plugins that I recommend. Well, what's left? It's like writing the actual content, like creating the posts that you are going to hit publish on. Without content, everything else is meaningless. You can't just create a presence online once and think people will come. That's the number one mistake entrepreneurs make. They think that like if I build it, they will come. But I have to tell you that's simply not true. You have to build it and then consistently maintain it and nurture it. And the content you write is going to be what makes people come back for more and more and helps grow that relationship and trust between you and the reader. Maybe you believe me, but you're sitting here wondering, well, what the heck are you going to write about? I've been there thinking, what the heck do I have to say? And apparently I have a lot to say. So if that blinking cursor is just taunting you as you sit there and wonder, well, what the heck do I have to say that's worth sharing? Don't worry. I've got you covered. Here's the secret. Approaching a blog with strategy and having a plan. That's the secret. So let's talk about some content ideas to last all month long so that you can rest easy knowing that you have something awesome to share. Let's walk through what creating a content plan actually looks like. So first, you simply want to commit to creating new content. Maybe you commit to just one day during the week. Of course, you can do more than that and rock out a few posts in one sitting, but let's just start super small and you can work bigger. Take some of the ideas that I'm about to share with you, follow the prompt, and tell us the story behind it. It's not as complicated as we make it out to be. And the best part is these ideas aren't just for your blog. You can use them on Facebook, your Instagram, your podcast, whatever medium you choose. And the best part is, is they can be repurposed and translated across different platforms, which is pretty much the best, right? You want to create powerful content that can be repurposed. Each of these posts help write a bigger story for you, your business, and your brand. They're not random. These are strategic. 
Now, a few tips and tricks for you before we dive into the content ideas. You want the content you are sharing to align with you. Whatever it is that you're an expert in, what your ideal client is needing, make sure that what you are creating checks those boxes off. You want to focus on keeping your tone of voice consistent with the way that you would speak if you were sipping coffee across from a friend. It helps your followers relate to you more. If you have to actually verbally read your post out loud to a loved one to make sure it's how you actually talk, do it. Like, seriously, just do that. And lastly, have an end goal in sight. Like, even if you don't have the end goal totally figured out, ask yourself what the destination is that you want people to end up at and how do you plan to get them there? So are you ready for my best blog series ideas? Like I have compiled some of my best blog series ideas and article topics to get you started in creating an awesome editorial calendar. If you need to actually sit down with a calendar and write these in week by week, do it. These topics should be in addition to sharing your actual work, the things you're getting paid for. And what I would do is just aim for one post per week and loop in a few of these ideas to help build a true brand and not just promote your business. Because I hate to say it, but people need a reason to care about what you do or sell. And so you need to create that connection by sharing some of these ideas, these more personal posts, whether these are just a one-time topic or they become a full blog series, you decide what lights you up and feels the easiest to simply start with, okay? So let's talk first about personal post inspiration. I shared about the difference between a business and a true brand in the episode way back towards the beginning, episode number 59. It is still one of my favorite shows to date. So if you're wondering why I'm kicking off this content brainstorm with personal posts, go back to that episode and tune in. It is so good. Now, we want your audience to get to know the person behind the business. So how can you share more about you, your life, your family, your passions, Think of what you can do to connect yourself to your audience. These are easy post ideas. Here are some examples. 10 things most people don't know about me. How I prepare for my job. Share a tour of your workspace. Share what's in your bag. Share five things you can't live without or different products. Share what I love about being a photographer, designer, makeup artist, whatever it is you do. Share about how you became what you do. Share what you bring to the service you perform, what kind of camera gear I bring to a wedding. Share behind the scenes, so look at your life beyond your work. My top 10 favorite images of summer, fall, winter, spring. The last five books I read and my review of them. Vacation images, your go-to recipe for a dish that you're most known for. After the personal ones, here's some product ideas. If you sell a product, these ideas might get your creative juices flowing. 10 reasons to fall in love with the product. How to pick the right product or service you offer. Things to consider when planning a service you offer. When planning your wedding, when planning your engagement party, when planning whatever, your birthday party. Featuring a client using your product or service, you could spotlight a new product that you're selling or share five creative ways to display, use, or enjoy your product. So we've covered personal and products. Here's another idea. You can answer frequently asked questions. Now, even if you have an FAQ section on your website, these are potential topics that your customers care most about. There are honestly probably a handful of questions that people ask you all the time, and your blog can be an amazing place to answer those common questions. 
Turning questions into blog posts can provide valuable answers and drive more traffic because people are curious on the answer. That's why you get asked it all the time. A few blog post ideas around answering questions. You could do top 10 questions I get asked or what clients have said about working with me, what to look for in a wedding photographer. What's your process? You could use this as a great way to provide a peek into what it looks like to work with your company or be a part of your service offerings. Like share what that experience actually looks like. You can share client interviews. So ask your favorite client questions and ask them about their experience with you, why they chose you, fears they had, what their results or outcome was, and why they would recommend you to other people. You can also share the barriers to sales. And trust me, I know that probably feels scary. Like, wait, you want me to actually talk about the reasons people aren't hiring me or buying from me? But put yourself in the shoes of potential clients and think about the reasons why they might not hire you. And then answer to those fears and posts that show that you really understand how to make their life easier or simpler or more filled with joy. No one ever told you that running a business meant you suddenly had to fill a million roles from being a masterful email template writer to a photo editor, a graphic designer to a social media strategist, not to mention actually working with paying clients. Yeah, nobody told me that either, which is why last year I decided to pull all the tools, templates, and strategies and put them into one place where you can get your hands on them. That's right, from pricing guides that you can customize to email templates, media kits to social media strategies, even editing presets, you can get all of the things that I've created for my own business and use it in yours. And you can save yourself 20% off your first digital purchase using the code GOLDDIGGER. Head to shopjennacutcher.com to make this entrepreneur life just a little bit easier. That is shopjennacutcher.com. And don't forget the code gold digger is going to save you 20% off your first digital purchase. Did you know that your deodorant is likely filled with ingredients that can disrupt your hormones? From aluminum compounds to parabens, there are even ingredients that have been banned in Europe that are still in our products here in the U.S. of A. When I started to look at what I was putting both on and in my body during our fertility struggles, I was shocked at the ingredient lists I was reading. That was when I made the switch to all natural skincare and deodorant and fell in love with Primally Pure. Primally Pure changed what I thought of all natural products and made the process of ditching my toxic products for nature-made ones so easy. Nature truly can be smarter than science. To learn more about my five must-have products, spoiler, you could buy them all for under $100, and save yourself 10% off of your purchase, head to jennacutcher.com slash primallypure. Again, save 10% off of your purchase just by heading to jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I. I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, gold diggers. The next step, you could do inspirational posts. So we've already covered a lot. FAQ, personal posts, product posts. What about inspiration? Not all blog posts need to be elaborate and content heavy. Pick some of your favorite images, add a quote or a paragraph and hit publish. You can keep these types of posts in your back pocket for times when you're too busy to put together a longer post. You could do kind of a roundup, my life on Instagram, create an Instagram collage each month and show your readers what you've been up to. It's a great way to promote your Instagram platform and give your audience a peek inside of your personal life. 
You could create a mood board that inspires you, like pull images that inspire you or are setting the vibe for a new project or offering. Just make sure you properly credit the creator of all of the images that you share on your blog as a means to shout out to them and to let your audience know that you didn't create them. You can share inspiration for your clients. So chances are your clients could always use an extra dose of inspiration for working with you. What types of things can you share that will answer their questions before they even ask them that can speak into their fears or help them make the best decision for their needs, inspire them and educate them all at the same time with just a simple inspirational post created for them. And lastly, just repurpose things that you've already done. Do you send out newsletters? Do you post a ton of content on social media? Do you have a training that you made for a course that would be an awesome freebie for your audience? Use that content in a new way and repurpose it for a post to direct people to a new way to hear from you without adding any extra work. How cool is that, right? Okay, now it's finally time to walk you through the anatomy of a perfect blog post. So now that you have some ideas on what you can write, Let's talk about formatting the actual blog post. Now, as we continue to grow my team, we have more hands in the process helping me with the blog. And so I actually took the time and sat down and wrote an entire blog standards guide to help keep us all on the same page. And I thought it would be perfect to just share my guide with you to give you an idea of the components that go into a blog post and what I'm thinking as we publish each and every single piece. Like I took hours of my time and said, here is exactly what every post should have and how it should be laid out. So let's start with the title. Is the title something that will make people want to click? Does it share the promise of the post or tell people what to expect if they open it? Think clickable paired with a promise that we will over deliver on. Next up, the photo. Is the featured photo either the same or aligned with the content inside of the post? I want this to feel cohesive. So if someone clicks on the preview of the post from Facebook, they feel like they landed on the right page. Opt for color images that are clean and compelling and either use a stock photo or a photo of me. After we have the title in the photo comes the introduction. Does the introduction inspire someone to keep reading? Those first few lines can make or break the entire post. So is there a compelling question, a relatable sentiment? We want to pack a punch because this line can show up as a preview on Facebook when the post is shared. So don't neglect the importance of this line and then use this first paragraph to give readers a ruler of the promise of the post to make sure that we're measuring up. Next is post headlines. So are all of the headings formatted the same? Do they contain the same punctuation and approximately the same amount of words? Do they stay on one line? I want to make sure that these headings are like the roadmap for the reader so that they can find the info that they need quickly and that they are all formatted cohesively and correctly. Now, my next tip for my team was this, to break up paragraphs. The number one way to make a post more readable is to not have super blocky paragraphs. There's been visual studies that people will keep reading if paragraphs are similar sized and not super long. So look at making each paragraph even-ish and make sure that under each heading, the amount of content is similar to the others to give a clear map for the reader of the content. External links. 
all of the external links, so basically anything that would pull people away from our post, are they all opening up to a new window? To do this, make sure that you click open link in new tab. Now remember, we want as few external links as possible because the goal is to keep people on our own page. So we only include necessary links and save a running list of them for the bottom section of each post. Affiliate links. Are we an affiliate for anything that is hyperlinked? If so, are we using our affiliate links to collect commissions? We want to make sure to take advantage of any opportunity to use links that provide us results and still making sure that they're opening into a new window out of the post. Next, avoid referring to anything time sensitive. I want to imagine that anyone that is landing on the post has never had any experience with my brand. We want to avoid referencing anything like last week we covered XYZ or saying things like today I'm going to teach you and just make each post a standalone piece of content that delivers on the promise that we included in the title. Next, footer links formatting. So this will be any sort of additional training, sponsors for the podcast. I want this area to be as clean as possible. So not having a super long call to action, but a super direct invitation. Nothing kitschy, like the exact thing I want someone to do. No fluff. Try to keep these things not super wordy here. A very clear call to action will take us way further. After that, we look at SEO. Are you seeing how many steps go into blogging? I mean, this is a system that I've created over the last eight years, but this is exactly what my team has to check off before we hit publish on every single post. SEO ready. Is the post search engine optimized? Is it formatted correctly? Are the images loaded with the correct keywords? Is the slug or the title something that makes sense for the post? I'd love to get as many of my posts in the green for search engine optimization, especially any posts that are very content rich or delivering on a specific type of content. Next is the pop-up enabled. Was strategy applied to what pop-up will perform the best and add value to the content? Was thought put into what pop-up and call to action we're using? Are we choosing pop-ups that will lead people in the path of becoming a potential customer of ours? Every single post should have a pop-up strategy that includes either a quiz, an affiliate link page, or a freebie that complements the subject of the post. Next, are sources credited? Are any sources that we use to create the post referenced and linked? I want to make sure that we are doing diligence and crediting if we don't originally create. This is super important to us that we credit when credit is due. Lastly, run Grammarly. So ensure that Grammarly is on and run it on the post so that we aren't in the red in any areas. Check any errors that are coming up, correct punctuation and grammar before publishing. And then before we hit publish, we triple check the formatting. Make sure all headings are loading correctly. Make sure the footer looks good. The paragraphs and line breaks are correct. Oh, Man, I run a tight ship, right? I know that sounds like a lot, but this is the checkpoints that my team runs through before we post any single thing on our blog. And that doesn't go to say that we're perfect. We are absolutely human. We mess up just like you will. But this is what I want my team to run through because these are the important pieces to me to run a really successful blog. So Let's just say that you take all of my advice, you follow all of my steps, you picked a platform, you get it all set up, you create a piece of content, you hit publish, awesome. Now it's on to sharing your post. Here are some of my tips for launching your blog post, both for the first time and for promoting posts into the future. 
Try to have three initial blog posts for people to dig into before you start promoting a new blog. We always want readers to be able to continue their journey on our site. And so if you only have one piece of content for them to read, they might click away and never come back. Incorporate batch working into your creation process. So you know me, we love batch working around here. And with blogging, you can schedule ahead posts for months and serve up content consistently without having to write every single day a new post goes live. Now, when we're on our game, we can be months ahead and it's a great way to continue to show for your audience, even if you're not actively working each and every day when that content goes live. Now, when you share a blog post, I always think through your audiences on each specific platform. For example, you may share it differently on Facebook as you do on Instagram. On Facebook, we might write a compelling question that the blog delivers on to entice our audience to click through. On Instagram, we might instead share a story around the topic on my Instagram stories and direct people to read through that. On Pinterest, we're focusing more on the pin graphic and thinking through keywords to include in the description. This step and thinking through the different audiences and the different ways that they can consume your content can help you generate more traffic to your blog. And finally, make sure you think through how you're going to capture this traffic. Traffic alone is awesome, right? It's like so cool that so many eyes read my blog. But if you're not converting that traffic either to your email list or to actual paying customers, then you're kind of doing all this work in vain. Now, the best way that I know to convert them is to invite them to subscribe to your email list. Make it super clear how they can do this, whether it's a call to action in the post using a pop-up or a sidebar on your blog. I'd like to encourage you here to not just have a generic sign up for my newsletter, but to actually have some sort of offer that people are going to be willing to exchange their email address for. Truly, my blog, the biggest thing that we're trying to do through it is to deliver amazing content and invite people onto my email list so that I can serve them better. Now let's get to something I know you might be wondering about. If I'm gonna spend all this time on a blog, how the heck can it make me money? How does blogging like actually make people money? I've talked about it in a few different episodes where I've interviewed bloggers and I wanna share today a few different ways to monetize your blog to make all of your efforts worth it. Number one is affiliate income or sponsorships. Recommending products and services of others that others create in order to make a percentage of the sale. This can be a great option for people just starting out who don't have their own products or services to sell yet. The key with this is creating content that relates to the products or services you're promoting or pushing out. An example of affiliate links would be my how-to oil cleanse post with an affiliate link to my favorite all-natural oil cleanser, Primally Pure. If you want to buy the same products I use, then I link to them in that post. You can check out episode 227, where I talk about how I was able to make six figures in affiliate marketing alone. That's at jennacutcherblog.com slash affiliate if you want to find it quickly. Next up, advertisements. Another way to monetize your blog is to sell ad space on your blog and do pay-per-click situations, meaning you get paid every time someone clicks through to someone else's site and purchases something. You can use Google ads or sell actual ad space to others in your industry, and then you can send traffic to them through your readerships clicking through. Lastly, you can sell and promote your own products or services. So blogging can allow you to serve your audience with free content so that when you have something to sell, they are ready to buy. Blogging can build trust and educate and set you up as an expert and help them know, like, and trust you. 
You don't have to wait until your product is ready. You can start blogging and build an audience long before you're ever ready to sell anything. You can generate income from your blog in this way with coaching services, selling eBooks or courses, e-products, physical products, or guiding people to book you for your services through the content you're sharing. Now, the key here is to have the ultimate goal in mind to help direct your blogging efforts in the beginning while you build your audience. You want to be able to set up a ruler to decipher how your blog is moving the needle for you, whether it's through traffic, affiliate sales, email list growth, or more bookings. Blogging has been an absolute pivotal piece of my business since day one, literally day one. All I had was that blog and I still published three to five posts every single week. And we're only revving up our blogging strategy because we see it paying off in many different ways in my business. Not only are we focusing on content that serves our audience, but we're being strategic in using that content to connect people to the resources that we've created, both free and paid. And the blog continues to be a place where I share my journey and a peek into my life, an online diary of sorts. It's not too late to start a blog. You're not behind the curve. Just follow the steps that I shared today. Map out your next four to eight to 12 posts and sit down and start creating. Something tells me that you'll have a lot to share and say, so carve out some time to create and get posting. The world needs what it is that you have to share. And if you're curious how I use my blog or what the finished product looks like, just go poke around. Head on over to jennacutcherblog.com and see what we're sharing, how we're sharing it. Get inspired. Use a little magnifying glass and search for a topic to see if I've created something on it that you can learn from. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And hey, if you need a topic for your next post, maybe you could share your biggest takeaways from this very podcast. Just saying. Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And thank you so much for hitting play today. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more, the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.